0: episode 273 of the sausage factory welcome in this episode i talked to tim lewis of echo chamber games about their dating simulator table manners so without further ado i leave in a trusted hands and capable hands i can vouch for this because i am him in the present as opposed to me in the past chris please get us out of this mess tim
1: hi there chris how's it going good who are you, and what do you do? Um, so I'm Tim. I'm uh, a developer for Echo Chamber Games. Um, I've been developing games in the industry for about seven years now, and quite a few years before that, tinkering around when I was younger and, and through university. Um, and so yeah, I'm, I'm a, um, a coder and a bit of a, a bit of a designer and and uh, and mainly just a developer by trade. Um, so yeah, I, I'm. I lo- just love making games and always have done. So, uh, and so, of, yeah, we we'll, went... We'll, we'll yeah,
0: you preempted my second question, which is a common thing that happens in the show. <laughs> because when people start talking <laughs> about themselves and I ask them what do they do, they then go on to about what they did and like, no, currently, what never mind. And then they go, off. And it's wonderful. <laughs> uh, because my second question is indeed, how did you make your start mm. making flashy, lighty video games?
1: Yeah, sure. Um So... I think the start my start would have been all the way back in school days when I uh first made a little um text-based adventure game um and that was that was uh, my first little intro into learning how to, to code um and then from there it just uh started kind of spiraling and every every single turn where I got to make a uh, um start playing with computers it would always end up being trying to work out making make a new game um I think actually even before then, I, even before I knew how to actually start coding with computers, I, I was designing little games about mice racing round a racetrack while a cat's chasing them, and just silly things like like that. Um, and then from there it kind of just um, spiralled with some friends around me who also liked making games. Um, we went, we we grew up in school uh, making them together, and and then eventually I learned that um, you didn't have to go to university to to, to just do um, to learn English or to do, um, I don't know, maths or, or things like that. And I learned that you can actually do, um, games degrees now or, or like learn, learn game programming at university. So from there, I decided to, uh, um, study that even further. And because that's when I decided that that's actually what I wanted to do as my job. I wanted to make video games, um, uh, for the rest of my life. Um, that was like the, uh, the dream job that I'd always wanted to do. And suddenly I realized I could do it. Um, so went to university, um, got a degree um, in computer science and games programming, and then um, went went to a, my, my first company uh, in Leamington. Um, sorry, I'm just for the bit of background, I'm, I'm from a, a Royal Leamington Spa, so that's where we uh, that's where a lot of um, games companies reside, um, some bigger games companies, some smaller indie companies. Um, but uh, but yeah, from there we just I just kind of hopped around a few. Um, companies before getting to start um my own which is with uh, a couple of friends which is a dream come true basically <laughs> but uh yeah i think that's that's probably the the high level of my like my journey through uh games up, up to up to date
0: that's good well no, like the fact that you you actually were around where video game development was a something you could read at university whereas 20 years yes. ago yeah. it's Maybe twenty five. Uh, that wasn't a thing. You, you could only do well. Basically, there's two things, wasn't there? it? Was it were media studies, kind of. Yeah. Know, or yeah, um, yeah. or film studies and that kind of thing. Animation is is one. And the other yes. one is straight up. If you were going programming, then you had to do computer science with possible, exactly, yeah, <laughs> with, with some possible yeah. like side module bolted onto it that had something about. Not so much video game program, but logic development, something like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, certain, I, was, I was,
1: yeah. Yeah, rather than <laughs> I was, I was really shocked as well. I was, yeah. I was shocked that they, they actually had uh, these degrees when I was looking for them. Um, about 11 years ago now, I was, I was shocked that they actually had um, those those degrees. Like, around, I thought, like, there's, no, there's no way I can, I can actually go to university and learn how to make games, but um, yeah. luckily, yeah.
0: It's a, It's a major milestone in video game development history and, mm-hmm. as a medium because it is now one it's still got a long way oh, to yeah. go we all know this, it's still got a long way to go but a lot of key games that we all know and love, uh we've, I've mentioned them many times on the show, Stanley Parable etc etc, have made a mm-hmm. huge steps forward uh, into saying that this is a medium that you can do all sorts of crazy things on and that's okay mm-hmm. uh, and it's yeah, yeah. really really helped, I mean just, you know so uh, the infamous third question I didn't warn you about the third question Not many guests I actually warned you I haven't warned you about the third question I have not been warned no No. (laughs) it's not not personal it's just like what so it's just like I've never really been asked (laughs) this but uh, here we go Um, so uh, as a creator of things and I ask you to represent Echo Chamber as well as yourself maybe it's entirely up to you but you are a creator sure. of things, and if you are creating things, typically and most generally, you must be influenced by something or some things. What do you believe those
1: things are? Um, well, I guess like I can answer it probably personally, and then I can I can probably botch an answer um, answering it for Echo Games as a company. But yeah. <laughs> um, I guess personally, I'm influenced by film, by um, by music. And by other like other like I guess art forms. I know it sounds really cliche almost, but I do love like looking around the world at other creative things, and then my brain kind of immediately starts translating into oh how would how would it be if I had like some agency there? How how would it be if I could interact with this art form? And how how might that translate into a game? Um, and so really for me a lot a lot of it is I'll look at a lot of it, these other other creative um outlets or these other creative mediums and my brain will, will um, instantly start thinking about how that could be translated into a game, how that might work as a, uh, an interactive experience and how, how you might find the fun in that um, what mechanics you can draw out of it and those kind of things um, as, a, as, a, as a company so I, I'm lucky enough to, uh, to have started Echo Chamber Games with um, two really talented people um, so uh, one of them is a uh, Hannah, our, our art director, who's who actually came up with the, the idea for table manners um, a long while back now. But uh, but yeah, she came at, she came up she came up, came up with the idea and and I, and I know she's uh she has these really brilliant um uh ideas. Well, like I, either they're, they're um they're names for things and they're they're really good puns or, or they're um, they these just strange ideas that you have to, you have to like think about for a little while um for like for instance a physics-based dating game Uh, a physics-based dating simulator we we uh i think the first time she said it we kind of like glossed over it and then it took us a little while to come circle back on it and realize actually that was there was probably something there it's just when she first said it and it's so succinctly we didn't really get it and then uh (laughs) because i mean you don't really someone says physics-based dating your game you're just like i don't get what that is (laughs) and then (laughs) like like how does that even work yeah but then but then uh, yeah, but then 5 seconds later the coin the coin drops and you're like, "Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Maybe there's something there." And so we yeah, so that was that was her um kind of like conceptualization of that of that idea. And then um Gavin, who's our design uh, design director, he's uh, probably the most talented designer I've, I've got to work with over my career, but he's he's a uh, he's I guess uh, a, a a purist in terms of games, but is also inspired by tons of other like um, uh, mediums as well um is is a, a wizard with with um with like with with camera work and and game design and and game theory and and yeah it's just i I think i've not really met met many people that can play a game and break it down into such minutiae about why pe- why they did it every single little bit but um so i guess yeah as a company we, we kind of come together in a little um, trio of uh of um different influences different creative outlets different um um, creative inspiration. Uh, but essentially, I think we all love things that feel good or that are a little bit different or that are a little bit make you, make you, uh, stop and think a little bit or make you kind of question almost, I guess the tape man make you question why it was made or why, <laughs> why someone, why someone did it. But, uh, but yeah, we like those kind of things that are just uh, a little bit out there and different. I'll um, say.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, I mean, one of the things that I like to tell, say to developers is that we know people, we need more people making games that have no interest in Star Wars, and that's not really <laughs> Star Wars, but you know what I mean. It's just like I think we've done yeah, the yeah. big, you know, although you know the big Hulking Space Marine thing is now taken to a new level on another game that came out recently, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Um, <laughs> or maybe we will. I don't know because there is a question later on that may come up. Um, yeah, great, great response. Uh, and, uh, you, you did well. Many, many go, what? But that, as any video game, uh, the questions do get more difficult, and there's another one. Um, and that's the dreaded question four. <laughs> which Shoot, is. I love it. <laughs> what developer do you most admire in the industry and why?
1: What developer? Ooh, that is a really hard. Um,. <laughs> Well, it's it's somewhat it actually is it actually that's somewhat could be a easily personal company, doesn't yeah. So from a personal perspective, that one's relatively easy for me, just because I grew up loving rare games. So playing Banjo Kazooie, Golden um, Golden Eye, Conquers Bad Third Day, Perfect Dark, and all all the, the games by Rare. Um, and so for me, I think what Rare do is probably inspired me more than most other companies, just because I think they they make some pure like some very like purely good feeling games like I, I think um and so what they're doing like um now as well is probably I, 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 I like they've gone back to their um their days of like uh making games that just feel really good and um, with things like um Sea of Thieves I've played a lot been playing a lot of that and while it has a lot of like uh um strange choices from like a commercial perspective um from an actual design perspective I, I love what, they, what, they, what they're doing um, so that's I, I, one
0: <laughs> I call Sea of Thieves Sea of, um, sea of Nihilists because <laughs> just nothing actually matters Yeah, um, I remember yeah. playing that's it about it. a couple of months ago and we were, we were two mm. of a couple of friends with just sort of splashing around in the sea as you do messing around going oh yeah. who's that Let, let's take a poor shot at them turns out to be very sort of <laughs> you know the exact opposite of what we were we were just messing yeah. around, and they were basically playing Sea of Thieves as if it was Rainbow Six. And, yeah, all right, okay, and they were yeah. like, they came in at one, one, one bloke. He took out one of my, you know, he attacked him and killed him. He says, "One down." I'm like, "Really?" Really?
2: <laughs>
0: and I start. We all started taking. You know, we went, "Oh, is it? Is it? Is it? You know, say You know, danger close. Is it? Oh no, look, <laughs> reaching
1: clear, yeah, so- reaching clear." <laughs> Yeah, we 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 had like very very different uh, ex- uh yeah I I had a different experience to them then because uh the way I I've, I've always played it is with um the Pirates of the Caribbean theme song in the background yeah and yeah. uh speak yeah. like I'm um, dressing up like a pirate and, and speaking with my my friends like all in all pirate uh, voices and yeah and I, just, I uh, actually, yeah, yeah
0: we we actually streamed it as well and I actually was mm. wearing a pirate hat with
1: a parrot there you go with yeah a on my shoulder a stuffed parrot called Alan who was. <laughs> There. I was going to ask if it was stuffed or not, but yeah. Oh, it's stuffed, yeah. I
0: don't have. friend it does have birds, and I, that, that wouldn't really work, because it was the mess. The mess, Tim. Yeah, the mess. exactly. No, I've an answer. But... Rare are... We've got a lot to thank for them, and it's interesting, they've gone a mm. huge sort of... Over the many decades of their existence, because they used to be Ultimate mm. Play the game, and then they moved into Rare, and I think... You know, yes, the, the exactly, Rare, yeah. The Rare collection is one of the best collection of video games you have ever likely to encounter uh, on the Xbox mm, One, yeah, no. in my opinion uh, yeah. it's just one of the best um, it's a quite exceptional selection of games and even after 35 years Jetpack still holds up or is it hell yeah, years? yeah years. <laughs> but yeah that game's yeah. amazing it's amazing <laughs> cool, right excellent, okay, last question for the first half, see look you're doing well. There
1: we go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, most, most, you know, that's that fourth one. You did flounder a bit, I've got to say, but you, you rallied. You rallied. Well done.
1: I mean, yeah, you def- definitely threw me a curveball there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, the <laughs> fifth, that- last, so, the fifth and last question of the first half is something I have to ask because mm. we're talking about video games on a podcast, so if we're doing that, we're going to have to discuss what you're playing right now.
1: I mean, I think everyone's. Um, playing a certain game right now. Yes. <laughs> I think there's, it's, it's kind of impossible. I'm, I'm looking over, and, and currently my, my girlfriend's sat on the, on the sofa playing uh, Animal yeah. Crossing as we Animal speak. Animal Crossing, yeah. Um, with, uh, yeah, with, there we go.
0: Uh, it's uh, with Tom Nook and his... his well, son. yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm not sure I can actually answer that one because I've not really got a chance to play it because the Switch is currently, uh, always <laughs> out of my hands. I mean, are you but, playing uh, anything else
0: at all or anything, anything else? I mean, you probably plan yeah. to play Animal Crossing. Most people do. Well,
1: yeah, of course I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I plan to play that at some point when I can get the Switch back. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, and then I think I obviously I really want to play, um, the, this, um, Ori in the Blind Forest, also Ori in Will, Will, of the Wisps, mm. um, just because I, uh, I, I, fell in love with that first game. Um, and I've weirdly been playing Unraveled 2, which is a, a similar oh, kind oh, of feel, feel, need of the to game. Play
0: that because I love um, the first
1: one, so go on. Yeah, I really liked the second one, kind of because mm. I wanted to see if it was a, a game that I could play, um, um, with me, me and my girlfriend just both having one controller each on the, on the, on the Switch. Mm. Um, but yeah, and then I've been playing some more. I guess some more hardcore games and in, in that I always go back to Starcraft two, um, <laughs> just because I'm, I'm very much a, uh, I, I love the, uh, I love kind of the switching between games that like make me, make me think and I can like just experience like Ori or games that are like very hardcore competitive ones, like, like Starcraft two, um, or games that are like exploration games and, uh, um, I've We booted up Skyrim again for the, probably the 50th time on the on on laptop yeah, last night. Um, but, uh, when,
0: but I, um, yeah. when I think of StarCraft, I have to say, uh, one of my favourite cards, when I used to play cards against humanity, no one does that anymore. Mm-hmm. One of them was you must build, you know, must construct additional cards. <laughs> yeah, <to pylons>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was just the oh, best
1: card against really, anything. Yeah. Like,
0: what does that mean? I if that you really don't bad. know if
1: you don't know um... <laughs> <He's> like, yeah <laughs> yeah I mean that that one's that, one, that one's kind of a, uh, a one that's always like lingered in, in in the background for me for for like 20 years now so <laughs> I think ever it's... since I was a kid I was playing those games so I was uh, yeah but th- those are always the ones when I have when I feel like I just don't have much time to jump on and really get into a game I'll just uh, play a few games of that and uh, and suddenly I get get like a the adrenaline pumping and, and the competition flowing and yeah, and they're, yeah, they're, they're also just those are those are just personal, personal nostalgic games for me, and okay. yeah, that's, it's like my Age of Empires, I guess. But yeah.
0: nice, it's not everyone's got their comfy jacket, you know. Everyone's got their mm, That's oh, it. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Could, I, could, I I'm, That's all right. For me, I'm embarrassed to admit. Maybe not. No, it's threes. Even just, just oh, I don't know. I'll just play threes for a bit. It'll be fine. Everything's yeah, okay. I mean that's uh, <laughs> just, just play threes.
1: I'm all right. That's it. Yeah, that, and that's it. Exactly it. It's, it's, it's the feeling afterwards of like, like you know what? This is. I know where. I know where I am with this one. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, uh, Everything and else is is going to be
0: flat Outside, but it doesn't matter
1: because I've got threes yeah. in my head. <laughs> exactly. That's all right. That's kind of the beauty of it as well, isn't it? That kind of games can like take you to an incredible in, completely new land and a completely new like uh on a completely new adventure. Yeah. They can, you, you can explore. You can explore in them. You can discover yeah. new stuff. Or you can be at home and, and comforting. And that's kind of that difference between like maybe Skyrim or, or like, um, or Animal Crossing in that one is like trying to take you off on a new adventure, like to discover, um, new lands and conquer dragons. And the other is trying to <laughs> literally make you, um, put you at home and, uh, and, and give you comfort. And yeah, so it's crazy that the games well, can. Well, yeah, swing. I mean, there's like, lots of
0: two different ways to look at Animal Crossing. Is indeed home building and nesting. There's also, being an indentured servant to a family recruit. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: There is that servitude. <laughs> there's, there's, there's,
0: there's, there's two ways to look at it. <laughs> Everyone who knows me on Twitter, and Keith knows this, that I regularly rant against Nook and his, 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 his spawn. Uh, mm. But uh, they're lovely people, I think. Um, so, excellent responses. Um, and uh, I think we better, we better move on to the second half. Should we do that, Tim? Should we just do that? yeah let's jump into it let's jump in so we're going to delve deep into table manners So the first question I we'll have to ask isn't mm-hmm. a question. As regular listeners will know, it's a request because we can't talk <laughs> about the game in detail until you, mm-hmm. sir, describe what on earth is Table Manners.
1: Okay. Good luck. With um, no, no worries. Um, <laughs> so, table Table Manners is a physics-based dating game, and what that means is is a is trying to act like a normal human being while on while in the most embarrassing setting possible, which is dating, and trying to um trying to um, be completely normal while everything's chaotic, calamitous, and going wrong around you. Um, so you, in Table Manners, you control a disembodied hand, a bit like the, the um the games like Surgeon Simulator, Hand Simulator, but in Table Manners, we take you into um the worst place for physics to be um your enemy. Which is into the world of dating, uh, where you, where you're opposite a, um, a person of your choosing, trying to, um, uh, fulfill tasks and, 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 requests the best you can. Um, trying to cook your, your date, um, food, trying to pour them drinks, trying to, um, set the candle, um, alight without setting the table alight. Um, and just by d- um, doing, uh, like normal, what we would normally see as like just routine and, and pretty standard tasks. But in table manners, we turn the physics up to 11 and we, uh, dial ev- everything up in terms of, uh, um, difficulty. And we just put the, 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 player into weird and wonderful physics situations. Um, but the best example would be that there is, there's one, one environment where, uh, where you're on, you're on a yacht and you're, you're trying to have a normal date. They've got the yacht's rocking a little bit back and forth. And every now and then a wave hits the side of the boat. And it tips it so so violently that you start sliding down to the next table, and you're trying to juggle two date um two a date, a date on the two tables at once. And so basically, table manners is chaos, calamitous, and hopefully comedy. Um, but it's a a game about a hand trying to find love essentially. It <laughs> That's is probably the best way I can describe
0: it. <laughs> it is, and it does start off with you with an app, you know, like oh, and like <laughs> yeah. It's just... Everything... I think... So... Well, that great pitch. No pun intended for the pitching. See, both. <laughs> <mind>. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, sorry, yeah that's but there's so, a great sorry. great description of the game. Uh, that is Table Manners. But um, in Table Manners, how have you found um, having to deal with the conceit in the game? That the mm. player is extremely clumsy. Because it doesn't make a lot of sense that, like you say, uh, mm. that what you're asking them to do is quite mundane. You know, there's a box of matches on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. what w- what have you done? I think I know what you've done, but what have you? How have you overcome the fact that you know for some reason you are just the clumsiest human being known in <laughs> the universe?
1: Well, I guess I guess there are a few different answers for that and different ways of looking at it. Um, one is, one is, um, for me is the, uh, um, almost where the game draws inspiration in terms of the comedy aspect from things like, um, Blackadder and, and another great, like, and like Monty Python kind of style, um, uh, humor where we, we kind of looked at, when we were thinking about physics games and especially when we were coming up with the idea, we kind of looked at lots of different, um, environments that could be really embarrassing and the one that was, the one that above everything else for us kind of instilled ang- anxiety and instilled like, dread was um, being really super clumsy with physics on, in a dating scenario. Cause it's one of the most uh, potentially embarrassing scenarios you can have. And so for us kind of uh, d- um, playing into that side of it, when um, by, um, by not really focusing on, on, the clumsiness or not really even acknowledging the clumsiness it kind of you the play that as a, as a player you're kind of always playing this game where you're attempting to be as normal as possible but the uh, but every time every time something goes wrong you're just hoping that your date's not not quite seen it and you're just hoping that um that you've that they've not noticed your bumbling or not noticed that um you've poured the, the wine everywhere or not noticed that you've um you, that when you try to like order them a burger, you've ended up flipping it across the table. Um, so we, we, from one side of things, we try and really play into the that bumbling um, comedy aspect of it. Um, and then from from the other side of it, as um, from from a a, uh, a gameplay perspective, I guess there is the there is the the, the sense that the the difficulty comes. Um, from that clumsiness and, and the, but also some of the fun comes from that clumsiness. So there, there are, there are some games that go even further with it where even picking objects up is, is the challenge. For us, we wanted to kind of come a little bit, take a little bit of a step away back from that and say that it's, it, that picking things up is more or less doable. <laughs> Not easy, but doable. Mm-hmm. But then what, what you do with the objects once you're holding them, that's where the real, that's, that's where the real challenge comes in.
0: Yeah. And um, also, I yeah. think you haven't mentioned this, and it's something we, I think we need to talk about or state right mm-hmm. now. In table manners, you only have control of one hand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay? yeah that's, that's definitely so true. Yeah. That's quite important. That is it's really like date, Yeah. Because
0: that's it's what, like you know, dating with
1: a hand tied behind your back. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. Uh,
0: you know. Um, uh, it's yeah. That's and that changes everything because you know, for some reason. Your, your left or right hand, depending on which, you know, hand it is using, it becomes, you know, chaos. And it's like, why can't I just steady? No, you can't steady anything because you've only got one hand. So you've got to, you know, you've got to tip exactly, the ketchup yeah. bottle completely vertical over the plate, assuming you're going to hit the plate. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's exactly it. You're mad at and, time. You, Yeah. Or, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just the amount of times I did something, and immediately I did the thing, and the date was set was happy. I just dropped it. and then he go? Yeah,
1: yeah. Just throw it off the table. Yeah, just throw it. Yeah. The table. Okay, fine. Whereas the idea of, of having to pour wine without being able to steady the glass at the same time. Yeah, uh, it's the yeah, it's limiting player actions so that they they'd like to try and increase just the player's creativity as well. Yeah, because often often you find that when when you limit the amount of choices you have in a game. It really, it actually, that's actually what makes you try and think outside the box. And that's what makes you try to come up with these new solutions. Yeah. So when suddenly in a, in a game, you can't do as many actions. You only have one hand. You only have um, certain things you can do with that hand. Now, when you're asked to do a task, you've got to try and think of all the different ways you can do it, but within those constraints. And that's where like those really, those really beautiful creative moments happen yeah. where you might, you might, people worked, people have worked out, for instance, that if a if a glass is tipped over and they've got to pour some wine into it, instead of um um putting the wine down, picking the glass up, then picking the bottle up and pouring it, what they'll do instead is they'll just get the bottle, they'll they'll hook the they'll hook it inside the glass, they'll try and flip the glass up the right way, yeah. and then just pour then pour it in there. Uh, well, we've had a few other ones where it's like when when people would just um realize that that they need to like um they need to serve um uh they need to serve like bits of um sushi or bits of um Meat onto, onto a plate that's just been cooked, but they can't grab it because their hands are like, um, their hands are, uh, are, um, it gets too hot when they touch the hot plate. Yeah. Um, instead of, instead of, um, getting, um, the, the normal way of doing it, of getting the chopsticks and trying to pick it up because the chopsticks become really hard to use. They'll just grab a plate or or any anything else on the table and just launch um and just keep like launch the uh, the, the the meat or anything in the hopes that they'll get it onto the plate. And so <laughs> there are these really weird kind of really strange ways that people try and find ways around the constraints.
0: The glass that, thing, I, yeah. The glass thing for me, I just sort of bat it away. Like, okay, because yeah. <laughs> I know another yeah. one will appear. Like, okay, yeah. Fine. Yeah. there you go. Here's another one. Um, is that, uh, this is lovely. Uh, <laughs> love love that. So. I want to talk about the relationship with your date. Mm -hmm. Um, The complexity of dating in table manners, it's kind of one-sided. I'm going to say it. Yeah, it is, yeah. How do you think you approach this if you think you need to? I mean, it's another conceit, isn't it? that The other person Mm. sitting there demanding that you do everything. Yeah. I mean, like, (laughs) oh, I had some brownies. Oh, no, they're over there. Could you give them? A, wait, are your hands broken? Oh no, your yeah. hands too busy on the yeah. phone or something. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. So, what? how do you think? You is it just because of a construct you've made for the game for the table manners?
1: Part of it is um, like for um, for simplicity's sake. So part of it is that the the date is is supposed to be functioning as as like as your um as your one your progress meter, but also your performance meter. So part of it is that um, that by you doing deeds um, um, for them, you should you are supposed to see how they react and how how you can if you're doing well or if you're doing badly. Um, so the, what, so one side of it is we want we want to make it really simple to the player to know. So like the the interactions again are really are really simplified so that they so that within those um, simplified tasks and and. Uh, Interactions they can explore a lot of different options, but then part of it as well is that we we love the idea of of the again, it comes back to that clumsiness thing of like if if I pour wine all over my date's plate and they're and they're just deadpan and just like almost not reacting to it, there's there's something that we just find uh, just like really funny about about them um, that that moment that interaction where. Where the where you've poured um wine everywhere or you've um or you've set like a uh, something like um the table on fire while you were trying to set something else on fire and then there's just no reaction. And yeah. for us that was just uh it's just it's just really quite funny. Dropping um, so a beer
0: so... bottle on the lap of your uh, and just hearing pour. <laughs> yeah. You just hear this constant. Okay, you don't seem to be reacting. And then there's just nothing from
1: them. Yeah. Nothing from them. <laughs> exactly, like, yeah.
0: Okay, I've just thrown a bit of pizza at your face. You just don't <laughs> Okay.
1: Yeah. So yeah, so there's those so there's two elements to it. One, one we wanted to simplify it to make sure that the player always knows what's going on, and so the, the date ter- turns into essentially their performance meter. Um, and so it's that, and, and so that's their date reaction reacting to the player's actions rather yeah. than the date taking actions themselves and the player having to react. Um, we wanted to make sure the player's always got agency in that but the other other part of it is as well that once we kind of did that we realised actually it's really funny when you do some of these these things and and your date's just completely not reacting and we saw other people playing it and and, uh, we saw them like um, being um, exasperated at how um, uh, they they would uh, be on a a date and then suddenly their date's been like ooh brownies look nice let's order those and it's like and, and it's the the Incredulousness of, the, of, of this person opposite from you in, on, a, uh, on a date, asking you to do absolutely everything for them, <laughs> and that, that, that as well for us, it, it brought out these moments where it was just, it was just really like, um, like it was just for us, which we just found it hilarious that, uh, that you could you could you'd be on this date where you were trying to act, you were trying to be uh, as good of a date and act as as well as possible, and yet the, there's this person opposite you asking the world of you and then more. Oh, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we we, we just it. All of the dates Tinarious. are high maintenance. Yeah. If you want. <laughs> oh, they really are. Yeah, <laughs> they really really are. But uh, <laughs> okay. yeah, we just, we just, just loved that that uh, that interaction of it. Yeah.
0: So um, next question. There's an mm. I've found there's an immense sense of achievement when successfully lighting mm. a candle, for example. <laughs> um, how have you found designing the tables in table manners? Uh, to ensure mm. even the most mundane tasks are basically Herculean in
1: nature. Yeah, yeah. so that's, that I mean, that's, that, most credit for that goes down to, um, to Gavin, our, um, the, who was the lead, lead, um, designer in terms of level design. Um, so we we all, we all collaborate in terms of the actual, how the game feels and those things, but Gav, um, Gavin is like, was, um, is a, a level designer by, um, uh, um as a, as a discipline as well. and so he's really been um, the, the bastion for creating those those situations and creating as many moments as possible on the table. So one of the, one of the ones that I, I um, saw while we were discussing while, while we were making the game was um, was the way that the candles are actually used. So in, ev- in every environment, there's always a candle um, task and it's just something very, really small that almost seems um, almost seems inconsequential. But in every single environment, you'll get asked to light a candle, but in a slightly different way. And so, um, the first, the first, um, level, we actually, the first environment, we actually use a candle quite a bit just to teach the player, um, um, the the fundamentals and the mechanics. Um, so we'll, we'll Mm -hmm. first, we'll first do it by saying, like, okay, light the candle with a match. And that's, that's fine. That's easy enough to do. Then we'll say, oh, there's no matches. Light the candle some else, some other way. And the player's got to work out that actually this game is, um, this game has like, um, tons of different ways you can do something um, everything has different actions and everything has a consequence to it so they'll work out that picking up a blowtorch and uh and lighting the candle is another way of doing it or they'll work out that setting the table on fire and knocking the candle into the fire is another way of, of lighting it as well yeah um yeah and then and then later later on down the um the uh, levels we start asking them to light a candle in a completely different way um so the japanese restaurant there are, there are these candles that are going on the, on the conveyor belts or in, in the yacht, we've got a candle, but it's inside a little, um, lantern, which got it's, got, it's got a hinge and the yacht's rocking back and forth while you're trying to do it. And so you've got to take the, the blowtorch from one table, wait until you swing back to the other table and then light the candle before you swing back to the first table again. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so what we try and do is just layer up, um, mechanics and layer up, um, uh, difficulty essentially, um, so that when, so that the first, the first um, time you light the, the, the candle with a match, it's it's hard because the game is difficult. But once you feel like you've mastered that, we don't like just stop it there and just say right, you you, you can light all candles in the game now. We want to add something different to that. We want to pull the rug out from the player's feet again and say right, you've lit the candle before, but now can you do it while you're in zero gravity and and a, and a jets floating around and can you light the candle when a when a candle's spinning in zero gravity? Um, and so, yeah, it's all these different ways we can try and um, essentially find ways to make the player feel like they're settled and feel like they've kind of mastered it and then pull the rug from, out from under, their, under their feet and say, hey, can you do it this way? Yeah. And uh, and that's right, really I, the, yeah, the essence of it.
0: I call that the Kerbal Space Program effect. Oh, yeah. you, think,
1: you
0: think you can launch a rocket? <laughs> oh, oh, exactly. Bless. oh exactly, bless. Exactly, yeah. Here's some Newtonian <laughs> physics to make your life hell.
1: <laughs> that's exactly it, yeah. <laughs> it's it's just, just when you just when you feel like you're in your comfort zone, there's something yeah. something changes and then yeah. suddenly everything's different. Everything's uh, different and, and yeah, all, that's, your, all your yeah. strategies <laughs> and plans
0: and everything doesn't work. Um, exactly, yeah. Last question. Mm. In table manners there's an extraordinary level of measurement of progression. Mm-hmm. As each level is completed and that sort of thing. There's a lot of emphasis on that. More than mm-hmm. I like, I thought there would be and i see why you've done it but can you explain how that come about and why have you created in table manners this 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 sense of you know reward for actually not being an idiot
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean i mean part of it is to is to buy into and and play into that sense of achievement um that we talked about um, um before is that is that when uh like a sense of achievement, for, I think, is is a, a is something you have to wrap within a full package. So like you, you feel a sense of achievement for completing individual individual tasks, but there's something special about getting to the end of the day when you've just about scraped by, mm. and you know you know, you know you know you've not done too too well, but um but you know you've just about passed, and then and then you see like the um the hearts um, kick in and see how many what what score you got, and wrapping like. And you see almost the the full sense of the consequences of everything that happened on the date, or you you might you might look at it and say, oh, I got um, two hearts. How did I miss out on the, th- the third heart? Well, I, I set the table on fire. Uh, I poured wine everywhere. Oh, I I, uh, I missed all, I missed um doing those two tasks, and that sent me back loads of time. I struggled on that one, and it kind of like tells the story in in that result screen of your entire date, and then going forward from that the the scrapbook where you you can see all of your previous dates and everything that that, that happened again kind of tells that that longer story because it, and it's almost that um that grueling story of of like um you've come all this way and it's been difficult every step of the way but you've come so far kind of thing and it's again to try and tie into that sense of achievement and try and tie into that sense of accomplishment where the player can feel like they've really they've really overcome a, uh, this, this really challenging while, um, while, um, faking a somewhat whimsical game. This, is this actually really challenging game. They've overcome this and now, now they've accomplished, um, so much within the, um, within this, the space of this game and within the space of, like, this, uh, this, this, um, Mm -hmm. this experience. And so that's also why we, we give them things like when you complete all the levels in certain um, in different environments we'll give them in, in, the, in their little front end in, in the um, in their little home we'll pop in like new mascots all around just to again tie into that sense of sense of achievement and accomplishment where we say you've done all you've done all those levels. so here have a you've done all the japanese levels um uh where where um where a koi fish is, is the mascot and so you've done all these japanese fit, um, levels so here have a um have a uh, singing koi fish on your wall or or you've uh, you've done um all the ice levels so here's a, a snow globe just to um in your front room just to like commemorate the fact that you've uh, you've achieved it and you've accomplished that and you've somewhat beaten that that um you've overcome that hurdle and uh, that physics hurdle was uh, as it were but um no it's, but
0: yeah it's, so it's just, just,
1: yeah this, this just
0: wonderful well you've fleshed it out it's wonderful and the, yeah koi fish I, I, I caught one of those the other day anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um Table Manners uh is out now uh by Echo Chamber Games. Where did the name come from for the Echo Chamber by the way where did that
1: come from? Uh Echo Chamber um, has been going um around for a long time It's uh, um in term- in terms of our friend friend group but right, um, right. Es- essentially it was just the idea that uh um we of- will often think Ideas are, are great within our little echo chamber, yeah. um, and, then and then we we hope, yeah, yeah, see the light like yeah. of day. Like, oh god, no, but yeah,
0: but yeah, it's it's just it's,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the hope that they that they they manage to make it out of the echo chamber and into the real world, um, and don't just don't just die as, as echoes in in a inside inside that. But oh, yeah, it's just it's just a, basically it was from the start it was a group of friends just making game jams and and trying to make games together and thinking we're like um or constantly thinking about new ideas and hoping that they were good uh <laughs> and,
0: okay yeah that's a great yeah. it's a lovely name I, I do love it it's ironic and um yeah so <laughs> no, table don't... man is the platforms as as, i've got written on my screen here windows pc is there any other platforms mm-hmm. or my so, moment?
1: so currently it's um yeah it's pc and it's steam um and that that's um what we what we've currently released um yes. we'd we'd love to, we'd love to be able to, um continue um looking at other platforms and so those are something that that may, may happen in the future but um but uh yeah. currently uh yeah we we it's uh, released on PC and Steam yeah. and we're we we're, we're leaving in any future um yeah. platforms to uh
0: <laughs> to uh, the you know, store yeah I made the horrible error of actually written and whittling out all the platforms for a yeah. game once and then one of them said no we haven't announced that one yet oh sorry oops yeah. oopsies yeah. that's a big oops well, yeah. that's a massive oops <laughs> so ever since then I've stopped re- I've stopped i am just like I've let you the developer list it so, I'm, so I don't get it sure. wrong <laughs> so if he gets it wrong is he Yeah, um, well, yeah Tim. exactly Tim yeah. Tim it's been wonderful having you on the show thank you for being so open and candid about the design and development of Table manners. It's been great having you on. Um, you're more than welcome to come back. you do have return guests uh, when you've actually made another game, um, and uh, yeah. that does happen because the show's been going for so long. We've had a lot of guests on, so yeah, Tim, <laughs> well, thanks thank, very much.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's it's yeah, I've I've uh, I, I love I love uh, what you're doing of going under, under the hood of, of games and and uh, and seeing the developers behind it like, and giving a voice to that kind of to behind the scenes almost. So, yeah, thank you so much for having me on. And, yeah, when we release another game, we'll definitely be back. Awesome. <laughs> Fantastic.
0: You have been listening to the Sausage Factory podcast, part of the canaan and Rinse Collective. Support us for just two US dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash canaan Rinse for early, extended, and exclusive podcasts. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube and at our website, canonrince.com.